0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. This is... uh, I was thinking about it the other day when this was mentioned as The Pick. This was one of the first movies I remember watching when you and I first started hanging out. Yeah? Around that time, it was like... I had never seen this before. I knew you. Never even fucking heard of it. And I was in just... The first watch was... I was like, God, this is a fucking gem. You know what I mean? Like up until that point I think the closest thing I had seen to this as far as like shock or fucking splatter was Gates of Hell or like Cannibal Holocaust and this kind of took me into like a whole different thing. So Yeah, good pick. This was Jared's pick by the way.
1: Yeah, we were doing uh nineteen eighties anthropophagus.
0: Also, also yeah. known as the Grim Reaper.
1: Yeah, a.k.a. about 50 other fucking names. Yeah. Uh, the Grim Reaper, which is the butchered-as-fuck American cut. Yep. Not only is it missing a good amount of scenes, um, it's also missing the amazing score. hmm Also known as the Grim Ripper. Uh, Man Beast, The Beast, Maneater, and then Anthropophagus. Yes. They got a lot of names going on. I mean, it's, just, it's pretty fucking common. Italian movies in the
0: eighties. Yep, late seventies, eighties. I still kind of want to uh, find a copy of the Grim Reaper on VHS just to have it, but it is it does suck. I re-
1: dude, here's the thing. For years, I would see that tape, and honestly, for dirt cheap, like bottom barrel prices, and I, it looks sweet, it but I, I wouldn't buy it because I'm like, dude, it's fucking cut the shit. I'm never going to watch it. But same reason I've never bought Intruder. Same reason I've never bought Burning on VHS. Because I know, like, this fucking cut the shit. Yeah. And almost all of those tapes I just mentioned, I regret not buying them, like, 13, 14 years ago. Oh, I know. Because now, they're just, prices are fucking stupid.
0: Very stupid, but... You can still actually find Grim Reaper at an okay price. Yeah, I found one uh, months ago, but it was, it was cut box. But the price was not bad and the artwork was still there. Yeah. And I was tempted Uh, but I think it was from Australia so the shipping kind of made it not as cool but it was still evened out like not bad but I I, I, I think if I was to buy a um, an edited version of a movie like this it would have to be a full intact art like box you know what I mean? I don't want a cut box of a fucking edited movie yeah but yeah this is uh this is a great fucking movie in full tact with a great score too i think the score really sets this movie over it's
1: fucking amazing
0: (laughs) yeah i'd have to agree um actually a lot of the well a good portion of the score was used in a movie prior to this one and um you know about that right honestly i don't know yeah it was used in uh forgive me i'm Blanking, but um, uh, the score was also used in Kingdom of the Spiders. No, the American release
1: of New York Reaper of a uh, Grim Reaper. Instead of using this score, it uses music from Kingdom of Spiders. That's
0: okay. That's where I was blank. Okay, yeah, I gotcha.
1: And the uh, I know the uh, the master from this. The actual like recordings are lost. Yep. They're like non existent anymore. Yeah, the original score
0: is. Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah, so when this guy brought over Grim Reaper and released here, instead of using the amazing fucking score, oh, man. that Michelli Giobani. Giobini? I think his name is? Giambini? Instead of using his fucking amazing score, they cut that and <laughs> used fucking music from Kingdom of
0: Spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Giambini, yeah, yeah. Marcello Giambini. Yeah, Macello,
1: I think. Something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the score is uh and thankfully I seen this the the original intact version first. Yeah. But I have seen the Grim Reaper version as well. It just does not have the same vibes, man.
1: Yeah, it cuts off the uh what is it, the the beginning scene where the um all the shit that happens on the beach. Yeah. And it cuts off the fetus scene, and it cuts off the intestine scene
0: without those, this movie is really kind of just whatever. i mean it's a, it's the movie's great
1: the but it does have a s it's a it, there's not a lot of action, it's kind of a slower paced movie, even when stuff happens, it's not like super high intensity action it's just things happen, yeah, and it's like the mood of the movie, the setting of the movie, like even down to the lighting of it. That score fucking really helps it. But yeah, you get rid of those like over those basically three over the top scenes and it's
0: it's it's not horrible, but it's definitely not what it is. No, uh those three scenes are what made this movie even according to D'Amato surprisingly successful because of the cult following that it oh, achieved. Yeah. So, that the fetus scene alone. That's what, that, that, right there. Pe- at that time, I don't think people were ready for that. I, even to this day, I don't think people, uh, with a first watch, I don't think people are ready for it. It's an intense fucking scene. And, uh, that, the first time I seen it, I was like, they went there, man. Cause you, you always question, like, are they really going to go there? And it, they went there. And it, it, it fuck man and of all the movies on that uh videos video nasties list just that alone if there was to be a list which is bullshit to begin with i would say that it's legit belongs on that list <laughs> i mean if anything's going to land you know, if any if any scene or any fucking imagery is gonna land on a list of fucking burn these movies to like people that are scared of shit like this, that no, that's it. You nailed it.
1: <laughs> uh, I may be off here, but I want to say this didn't get full uncut
0: approval in the UK until like twenty fifteen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I think I did read that actually. Like you couldn't uh, in the UK. Like here yeah. we got the the DVD and the you know Street Show fucking put out that. Yeah. Two-disc and whatever, but, yeah.
1: But yeah, in the UK, since the Video Nasty's list even happened, even, like, there's still, like, movies yeah. that not, until, like, the 2000s still were not able to be released uncut. Yeah. And I think this was – this finally got the, like, seal of approval Yeah, in, like, 2015 or something like that. It's fucking crazy, dude. No shit. I mean, at that point, though, like – People seen it there. It's not, like it, it's not like it was in, like, the 80s or the 90s where it's a possibility of it not being there and widely seen. People actually have to, like, sneak it in and bootleg it. Bro, it's fucking 2015. People downloaded torrents. This has fucking been seen.
0: Oh, yeah. And then, so who and gives then, a fuck? And, and then you, you had your uh, Amazons and Ebays come along. And oh, You yeah. get a fucking DVD. And
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, I wasn't even think- taking that in consideration. But, yeah, just fucking ordering it from another country. Yeah,
0: now. I mean, fuck, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's no difference from us getting pal tapes here or whatever. You know, and it's like, so fucking it was see blu Blu-ray players to order fucking the arrow releases from the UK. There you go. Yeah. And actually it's funny before we started recording, dude, fucking Walmart has this movie, the severin Blu-ray <laughs> they're selling it. I'm like, you can get this movie at f- uncut <laughs> off of Walmart.com. <laughs> like what a time to be alive. Dude,
1: I th- But I think like those stores, you could probably find it on like meyer.com as well, because I think those stores just act almost like, almost like a fucking Amazon, where it's just like, you order through that store, but basically they're just going out to whatever retailers th- yeah. selling through them type of thing. But yeah, it's still fucking funny. Well, it's like walking, you, I've seen people post pictures like in Walmart, holding out like a shirt of like, Friday the 13th part three shirt. Yeah. Or like Nightmare on Elm Street three shirts, like. These some weird oddball fucking shit sometimes. Yeah.
0: No, actually, Meyer, I think it was last year, had, like, the seasonal section, had all the horror stuff in there uh, around Halloween time. And there was a fucking Friday the 13th Part 7, the New Blood t-shirt. They didn't have any other fucking Friday the 13th shirts, but it had him. But it was the shitty, like, re-released of just the upwards picture of him in the mask. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know if he was under the water, like, or something, but it just said, like, like the new blood, and I'm like, hey, that's kind of a one-off. Like, you might not ever see that again. It's not, like, it didn't, like, it didn't, like blow my doors off, but I'm like, a fucking new blood shirt of all the fucking movies? Like, yeah, you find weird shit like that, but if it's marketable, they'll fucking throw it out there. Chucky 2 shirt, i seen, with the jack-in-the-box and the fucking... Yeah? Yeah, they had that at, like, fucking Meyer a couple years ago at Halloween, and I... I I'm not gonna lie I'd probably rep that actually that, that cover is kinda cool anyway yeah um, so this movie was written and directed by Joe D'Amato and also co-written with George Eastman mm-hmm. and uh, Joe D'Amato uh, was also uh, did I, I, I might get this wrong maybe not the cinematography for What Have You Done to Solange did he? Yes. Is it that? Yep. Did not know that. Uh, That's killer. Also, Beyond the Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he directed. He directed that, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These are movies he was involved. Uh, absurd. I mean, fuck. Dude, which, he's done.
1: He did before he died. One hundred and ninety-seven movies. Yeah. Directed. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, the only director I can think of who's done more, and I, th- I think it's only because he lived just slightly longer. Was uh Jess Franco? Yeah, like was, Jess Franco is basically the Spanish equivalent
0: of Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look, and a lot and of they both kind of
1: did the same. It they both kind of did the horror, but mainly more sleazy adult movies. The erotic, uh, yeah, the erotic uh, thrillers shit, and fucking, shit. I think they both done. They both have done Emmanuel movies. Well, like they're both basically on the DeMato same fucking did. track. Yeah. yeah, no, I think DeMato did way more. He did. He I did. I think like, Franco did uh, one or two. I might be might be wrong, but I think he did a couple. Yeah. But yeah, they were basically both doing the same track. I think D'Amato movies are better than Franco's on a, on a the quantity of them. He has way more better movies than I think Franco has. I'd have to agree with you on that. But yeah, I think like that's the only equivalent I can think of on output. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think, like, uh, yeah, he did 197. I think
0: Franco did, like, 213, but he lived, like, 10 yeah. more years. Yeah, and D'Amato and was doing stuff into the 90s. I mean, it was, like, super underground or, like, straight to, you know what I mean? There, there, there weren't wide releases, but he still was putting out films. and, sh- and Yeah.
1: D'Amato died, what? He died uh, late 90s, early 2000s, and uh, Franco died, I think, 2012. Yeah. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Damato also did *The Killing Birds* and uh, mm-hmm. *Troll 2*. So, uh, or maybe the cinematography. Job. I think you might have did cinematography because *Troll 2* was directed by, uh, was it Bruno Mattei? Yeah, yeah, he did yeah. this. Well, that's why I didn't. I just wrote down, but I know uh, what have you done to Solange? Was he did the cinematography for that? He did direct *Beyond the Darkness*. Yeah. But then I think, and he did direct Absurd, mm-hmm. and Eastman was involved with that as well. Yep. Uh, which is the sequel to Anthropophagus, uh, pretty much. Tech, yeah, it's like, yeah. Honestly,
1: that's a fucking, that's a sequel by name only. Well, Eastman plays a similar. Similar character, kind of, not the same character. No, yeah. The, the dude from, his character in Absurd is, A, looks completely different, but. His whole thing is his fucking blood like coagulates and heals himself up with causes his brain to get all was what did they describe that in the surgery, like, oh, after we did a surgery his brain got bigger. They're like, Oh, you need to kill him. And then he's just a fucking maniac, basically. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that somehow that became a sequel.
0: Yeah. It's well, also known I mean, as Zombie know. Six Monster Hunter. Uh. <laughs> fucking yeah monster hunter,
1: absurd monster hunter horrible zombie 6 monster hunter anthropophagus 2 anthropophagus 2 probably I think grim reaper 2 yeah Rolling grim reaper 2 tons. yep yep
0: so there yeah and then uh George Eastman plays the uh the the grim reaper or the the main like cannibal in yeah. this movie But he was also in delirium I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to run off like some of the people in the movie Real quick, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also in Porno Holocaust. Yeah, which was a a riff on Cannibal Holocaust, directed it by was D'Amato. Direct, directed by D'Amato. and it was the first Italian. Let me get this right: Italian film to showcase like hardcore pornography. Correct. Uh, like film, not yeah. like an actual. Like uh, it was a. It was maybe. Presented as a film, not as a, not like a porn, a fucking porn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were playing on the whole cannibal Holocaust thing. I actually, own that movie. Oh, right on. <laughs>
1: it's uh not horrible, but it's not fucking great. Actually, the 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 sex scenes are actually pretty fucking boring. Really, but
0: I heard cool that. Uh, well, I just was reading on it before, like when I was jotting notes down, and they said that like Eastman has this like Robinson Crusoe get up and shit. And I'm just thinking like. <laughs> Oh, that's a fucking that's a fucking pop some cans and watch fucking... That. Dude, I'll, next time you're over, I'll bring it over, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Let's sit fucking... Well. Just two dudes watching a porn, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a big pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. Uh, Tisa Farrow. Also mm-hmm. in, you know, Zombie. This was her uh, last movie. It was, yeah. And she just dipped out of acting. Yeah, uh, Zora Kirova. Who was also in *Cannibal Ferox* and *The New York Ripper*, mm-hmm. and she also was in two other Fulci films, not so well known: *Touch of Death* and Sodoma's Ghost*. Yeah, his later stuff. Yep, uh, late '80s. Both that came out in '88. Both yeah. of those. So that was later. And then uh, Serena Grandi was also in *Delirium* with Eastman, and uh, you know, so that's the pretty much the main characters or main actors in the movie.
1: Yeah, fucking Eastman, man. He uh, see, he wrote. He was one of the writers for stage fright, yeah under the name like Lou cooper He actually uh is uncredited as a part uh, in some of the scenes in stage fright as uh the killer with the mask on really he plays a couple scenes I didn't know that um but yeah he's prolific like the stuff he's he he had his hand in a lot of like he wrote a lot of stuff
0: yeah well he um, nails it in this movie. I mean, he's fucking menacing in dude, this movie. Dude, he, he is such a fucking
1: just built like a goddamn tree. Yeah. Like, broad shoulders, and, like, I haven't looked up this dude tight, but I'm guessing, like, six four at least. This yeah. dude like just looks like, like a hawking dude.
0: Yeah, he's... But even, like, with the makeup and, like, the way they make him look in this movie and absurd, just, just the way his face is... They didn't really do a whole lot to make his face look different. He just looks like a fucking scary dude, kind of.
1: Well, like. Absurd looks more... There's, like, the flashback scene in this where you kind of get what happened and how he became mm-hmm. who he is, but Absurd is basically just him, and, yeah, he's just a fucking, like, a presence. This with the makeup and the fucking, like, and the fucking grill yeah. they put on him. Oh, yeah. Like, that just adds... And I, was, I think I texted you this uh, the other day. Still, one of my favorite fucking scenes of this is it's the scene where he, like, you first see him. Yeah. The only other time you see him, like, on the beach, it's from his POV, and it's, like, the blood drops. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's uh, That's also an amazing fucking scene. Oh, that... Where you just see these, like, aggressive, like, blood drops as he's walking out of the water onto the beach. Because he just fucking massacred Chick in the water. Yeah. And then he fucking hatchets homeboy. Mm-hmm. Well, when the scene when you finally actually see him, they, uh... The one girl's laying in her bed, and the dude fucking, like, shuts the door and locks it, and there's, like, a thunderstorm, and just, like, the lightning hits, and it's, like, him standing behind the door. It's, <sighs> like, dude, that fucking scene's amazing. Yeah. Like, the way it's shot, like, the way he's acted it, how he acted it out, it, oh, it's still fucking the top tier fucking scene.
0: Yeah, it is... Uh and when you when you go back and you watch a movie like this, or if you've seen it enough times, there's always going to be the standout scenes like the the fetus scene and the uh, the beginning beach scene and shit. But like something like that, that's almost up there. If you're really into like film, it's almost like seeing uh, like The Exorcist when the Pazuzu like that reveal. Yeah, and it it comes and goes like. If you really pay attention, dude, it's just like, holy fuck. Like, it's a holy shit moment for sure. And, uh, yeah. That, I forgot about that scene until you brought it up. And then I watched it today and I watched it yesterday and I was like, holy fuck, that is a, that is a good scene, man.
1: So this movie is, um, outside the first scene where it's just a couple gets killed. The main storyline is these couples coming to, was it Greece? Yeah. And they want to get to this island for so-and-so who has family and lives there. Mm-hmm. And it's like a secluded island that's only there, f- only has people visiting in the summer, tourists, yada, yada. But other than that, it's like a handful of people live there. So they get there, and it's like no electricity. There's like one person they've seen living there who tells them, who basically <laughs> sends them a message of go away, written on dirt in the window. Yeah. But... It's, it's, it's abandoned, basically. Um, there's no electricity, so it's all like a lot of candlelight. And so that, mixed with the the score, Whoa. gives this movie almost a gothic feel.
0: Yeah. Like a gothic horror feel. Which, also, you know, I believe, was it Eastman? Was involved in the Satyricon, uh, in the seventies. It was like a gothic, uh, or was it Damato? One of them, Uh, Fellini, Satyricon. I don't know. I was like, yeah, it was like a gothic, like a movie that they did like seventy four. It was like maybe six years before this, and it was uh, one of the few movies that actually had a clickable link, so it had some. Info. Yeah, had some info and had probably had some success too, but yeah, it has that same atmosphere where it's like a remote fucking island. Everything's candlelight. There's no power, and uh the score fucking really yeah. It it definitely has that, and I, I some of it was shot in Athens, I think, where some of the crew shot some footage. Yeah, they got they did some footage there. They sent like a uh, a smaller crew to get, get some, like a like, skeleton crew out there, some shots around. Yeah, um, Yeah. so, I mean, if you want to get into the uh, plot of this fucking thing, man. So they get there, and... I mean, they get to the island, and the one friend...
1: Before well, before they even get there, the one friend does uh, is all in tarot cards, and basically is like, yeah, this is a horrible idea, like, something bad's going to happen. And uh, they go anyway. So they get to the island, there's no one there, and they finally see one woman up in a window... And then they go into the house to try to find her, and they find the room she was at, and then just on the glass in the window, it just says, go away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you see her walking around, so then it's kind of like, well, we need to find this person, we need to find my cousin, like, I don't know what's going on here, like, there's nobody you're fucking around. They yeah. see, like, the fucking Ezer leaving the one building where the girl was, like, they see, like, a mummified fucking corpse that looks like it's kind of been eaten.
0: Yeah, it's, like, half <laughs> devoured and shit. Yeah. And that's when they, like, freak out. Um, and not to mention there's like a fucking eight and a half month pregnant woman
1: yeah which they leave her on the boat with like the boat guy the captain yeah Captain
0: Jack I don't know what his name is Captain Ron <laughs> Captain Ron <laughs> <laughs> Rob Roy uh, yeah Captain Ron fuck off <laughs> God, we're gonna do that movie next was that it's Kurt Russell? Good Was head, that dude. Kurt Yeah. Kurt Russell I'm Martin like, Short. Uh fuck gold. I haven't <laughs> seen that in fucking so long, dude. <laughs> Captain Ron. But yeah. So um so yeah, and then, then in in comes the uh the little girl or the like the young girl. She's blind, correct?
1: Um I don't think she's blind. The one who's her her cousin, yeah? I think so, yeah. Who pops out of the fucking like blood and like stabs the dude in the back. Yeah. I always took her as not so much being blind but just being like almost like traumatized.
0: Yeah, and I always the situation. The, like uh, like
1: yeah. dude was like fucking killing and eating people
0: on this island and there's clearly nobody left on this fucking island. But well, she tries to tell him that he can smell blood or something, right? Something like that. Like like he smells the he smells blood and, and eats people basically. He's a fucking He's the Grim Reaper. Dude. Because she's the one that is laying in the bed. Yeah. When they close the door, and he's just behind the door. See, I just was always under the assumption she was blind. And I think
1: when the can when because she, yeah, she pops up and she's just kind of stabbing. I always took her as just she was like fucking like almost like you know traumatized like. That could be it too. Fight I, for your life thing. Like I'm just gonna stab whoever's there. Type of thing. Yeah. I might be wrong. Maybe I missed something this entire time. That's how I always viewed it.
0: Yeah. That scene with the. the yeah later on with the fucking slow mo stabbing with that look on the face like, oh my god it's so good dude so good something about that just gives me the fucking creeps like in carrie when the mom's like chopping the vegetables but she's just chopping and there's nothing left yeah and it's (laughs) it's a fucking dude out to lunch like i love it though it's fucking crazy but yeah man um Shit starts to kind of pick up around this. There's some, like, uh, flirting going on between dude yeah. man and...
1: Yeah, they. Uh, so there's that, the flirting between the chick they picked up who needed to get to the island. The hitchhiker. Yeah, and uh, this guy. But then they also, they're, they're, the pregnant lady who's on the boat gets kidnapped by, yeah. his, by him. Because, like, uh, the, he decapitates the fucking... Uh, captain Ron. Captain. Yeah, Captain Ron gets decapitated. <laughs> yeah. Um, And
0: then he, like, grips her up and carries her away. Can we just touch on that fucking imagery for a second? Up until that point, it's very apparent that she is super pregnant and nauseous. So they're paying close attention to, like, her uncomfortable experiences she's having on the boat and during the thing and... Fast forward to, like, we now have a decapitated Captain Ron, and we see her being drug off with one shoe. Like, that is fucked up to me. Like, more fucked up shit happens later with, with her, but, like, to see her body being dragged and, like, one of her shoes missing, for some reason to me, is just fucking just not... Good. It's just like almost like there was a struggle or something. I don't know. There's just some kind of a weird hint, like there was, but there's only so much she can do. Uh, It's so grim, dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you see her drag drug. You you see her getting dragged, but it's from his POV. So you still at this point have not seen Eastman. Yeah, you don't know this dude. You don't know this dude looks like. You just know it's
0: something. You don't even know it's a guy. Yeah, no, you don't know. Yeah, just something. I don't know if I could handle seeing. The actual Eastman in full makeup looking the way he does, dragging her. I'm glad it's POV, because that combination of those two would not <laughs> be fucking good at all. Dude. With the fucking eyes and the fucking teeth, like, oh, God, that's just crazy. But, yeah, yeah, that, when, when she's getting drug off, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, so it's... yeah, I can't I always, like, confuse a few scenes on the order. But, so there's... It gets dark again, or it's slightly almost dark, mm-hmm. and they think it's the 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 one chick and the hitchhiker are running in the woods. Yeah,
0: Carol and because
1: uh, that's when he finds out. She finds out. She walks in. The one girl who's actually part of the party walks in and seeing the dude like leaning in to kiss like the hitchhiker. Yeah, and that's when she gets pissed off. And then all of a sudden they're like kind of they've run they've run away I don't fucking know they're running in the woods, and then it kind of flips back again, and that's when it kind of gets to the point where now it's storming out, mm. and everybody's got fucking candles. Yeah, and that's what kind of adds to the whole gothic element of this fucking movie, and he shuts the door and locks her in like to be safe so you could be make her feel comfortable, and that's when the light strikes and it's fucking. Just this hawking Eastman with crazy eyes and fucking weird teeth. Yeah. And that scene's money. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, seriously, like, the shocking scenes you hear about this movie are amazing, but nobody ever fucking talks about that scene. And to me, that is one of the best scenes in this fucking movie.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good
1: one, yeah. And from there, it's just fucking... Well, actually, no, there's this... I. I I missed a fucking another scene they're chasing each other and then they come back and that's when they come back into the house as a group and the girl they saw in the window just straight like hang herself oh yeah 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 and it's like happens like very like rapidly but almost it's I think I said this earlier there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie that is there's not a lot of build up to it there's not a lot of action not a lot of excitement it just happens and then it's kind of like oh this is one of those scenes. They walk in, and it's jarring because it's like, bam, she hits and hangs, and blood kind of comes out. Yeah. And it's like a shocking scene, but it's like over like that, and they're kind of like, oh, so that happens. Hey, go out there and cut her down. <laughs> like, it's very, yeah. like, for the most
0: part, un- underwhelming, I guess would be a word. Yeah. But also it kind of... Maybe it's filler. I it's, mean, it plays well, but... Yeah. I know what you mean. There's
1: like a there's another scene towards the end. It's actually the, like towards the very end. That's just very underwhelming the way it is. Like I mean, there's great stuff in that scene, but like it's it's a very end scene. Or he's coming out of the well, and he's got the her her hands like tied on the rope. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got the rope and he's pulling her towards him. And then the dude comes in with the pickaxe. Yeah, dude, he swings it like, he like he's not actually trying to save her life. Like he's not like holy fuck, this guy's about to like kill. My friend, I need to hurry up and do this. It's almost like he's just standing there like, Oh, you want me to want me to swing? Okay. And he just casually swings the fucking pick- pickaxe. It doesn't come in with any intensity, with no fucking speed. It's just like... <laughs> and then the look
0: on the dude's face after he
1: does it is... Like this is like a, a a typical Thursday afternoon.
0: Yeah, it's not a high. You would think like a scene like that would be super high impact, like fucking swing for the fences, like some type of high you. intensity.
1: Like he, like he's about to eat my fucking friend. I need yeah. to hurry up and get in there with his fucking
0: pickaxe. But leading up to that, though, the chase and like up the going up upward and like yeah, like I mean, and I wanted to say like prior to the pickaxe. Kill that you're talking about that ten minutes before that of just that chase and just the score and it's pretty yeah. intense actually but for it to end on that note kind of yeah. sucks yeah because it yeah. is pretty lackluster when but but then Eastman uh, you know kit, this nails it after that with the with you know the end which we'll get to but yeah then it then it doesn't matter that that dude's lackluster because then that famous fucking scene man.
1: Yeah. So once you, like, in the, okay, so once it gets to that scene where he's revealed, um, she screams, they have to break in, they come in the door, and then that's when the dude gets fucking bit. Yeah. And it's from there on, it's basically a kind of a cat and mouse, not really cat and mouse, but, like, they're trying to stay away from him, and he's hunting them down, and then they end up in the catacombs. Yeah. And this ends up leading to finding... What's her name? I think her name's Maggie, the pregnant lady. Yeah, I think that's her name. And that's when like <laughs> the probably the the infamous scene of this movie. It is the infamous scene.
0: It comes into play. It's arguable of that in the very last frame,
1: very last frames like <laughs> up there, but I think this one is probably held at the at the most as the most infamous, most probably talked about. Yeah where he straight rips out this chick's... He's choking her out and then
0: rips out the fucking fetus and just starts eating it. Uh, that's fucking crazy. The yeah. first time you see it, you're like, holy fucking shit, man. You know what they use for that? No. Skinned rabbit. Covered in blood. Oh, my God. That's probably why it looks so fucking... Dude, it's... So, I can't say I've ever really fucking stared to like I mean, you know, I've never really looked, you know, it's just you're seeing this shit happen, but it definitely doesn't look like a rubber fucking fake thing. It looks like a bloody fucking mess that he's chomping on and it's like yeah. fuck, dude. Like
1: So, when this movie got released, oh my god. Eastman and one of the producers went to a screening at the was it the Metropolitan? I think it's called the Metro, Metropolitan Theater in Rome. <laughs> And, um, he sat down, they said there was only like there weren't many people in there, but as the movie goes on, people start getting up and leaving till so at one point it's just him, the producer, and like a couple, and it gets to that fetus scene <laughs> and as soon as he t- rips it out, and takes a bite and the the fucking one couple just got out and left, and it was just him and the producer like Aww. watching their own movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, that's for fucking good reason. No no one had seen anything like that before that.
1: Dude, here's the thing, okay, so this this is true with oh, Buyo Omega. Yeah. This is true with this. These movies it's almost okay, like I don't want to say it this way, but it's kinda of like this. There's no joy in these movies. There's no. no like scenes in these movies that are like upbeat or like jokes being thrown, like his movies, like especially at that point, it was basically Buyo Omega and this, mm-hmm. where it's like two like horror movies, and they are so like somber yeah. and just deadpan serious, as opposed to like you you'd get some of those like like uh, more like not like uplifting but like upbeat like lighter scenes, and even Fulci would have shit like that.
0: So, yeah, like Zombie had some action scenes where they're like. Yeah. Running and these movies up. don't fucking have no. this, man. They're very fucking, and I think that's
1: why these these always hung with me and I've always liked them because they like there really aren't movies like I'm going to say *Buu Omega* and *Fucking uh, Anthropophagus*. Right? They have like a fucking thing. They're it's just there's it, it, it's just very serious, very somber, very fucking straightforward. Like this is what's happening. Like yeah. we're not going to take you out of this. We're not going to have like this ditzy fucking characters and these fucking stupid jokes and lightheartedness and then bring you back down. It's just like, no, it kind of stays, like, flat.
0: Yeah. Well, like, um, around this time, take, like, Dawn of the Dead, the original. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, like, comic relief in there, goofy sounds over the, you know what I mean? Like, you get... Argento did a cut of that to get and basically cut
1: out all of that.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it but I mean it, it like lightens yeah, the mood and it makes, you know, you people are apt to not get up and leave after they see some funny shit and then some crazy shit and then some funny shit. It's like a roller coaster right here. You don't get past second gear, brother. The clutch is burnt out by halfway... Through. You don't get past second gear because there's no highlights. There's no, like, over-the-top, like... And even the score is just... Stays at a mid-range, like... Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. Sombre is probably the best way to to, exp- to explain that, yeah. So there's, like, no joy. Like, there's no joy. You're not... There's nothing satisfying. It's just all, like... Like and then sad, slow dialogue for like an hour and a half, and that could be pretty trying for some people that aren't used to that. And you got
1: a dude and it's like a a just cannibalistic guy chasing people around, never says a word, or really makes a fucking noise. (laughs) It's just like adds this whole fucking like surrealness almost of it. That Yeah, at that time was
0: like... Fuck, yeah. Yeah, and then, okay, so then... I'd I'd have to say one of my favorite scenes would be that last... Dude, the well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She almost falls in and just even him, like,
0: popping up. Oh. And then starting to climb the fucking And you get a full-on shot of his face and he just looks like he's fucking, like on the hunt like he's after her ass dude like I'm coming for you but man yeah so I mean you get you know after the fetus scene which is fucking at first glance is pretty pretty tough to like you know even even by my standards and I fucking watch fucked up shit don't get me wrong but like that kind of stands out as one of the hard to watch scenes of the movies I've seen it's like on a top something list maybe a top (laughs) ten Seven of them are from Serbian film. (laughs) Uh, Scenes that that will never leave my psyche, just from the first time I seen it. Like, it has a lasting effect. That scene where fucking Father Thomas hangs himself at the beginning of Mm -hmm. The Gates of Hell, that will always stick with, that will never leave my psyche. It's just the effect it had on me was forever. That scene is one of them, and then after the chase in the well, and he comes out, and the pickaxe happens, and this fucking guy pulls his own intestines out.
1: Yeah, he gets the very uh, non-enthused
0: pickaxe, unenthusiastic. Oh, un- <laughs> well, it did its job, though, because yeah. it fucking it punctured a hole fucking, <laughs> the size of a fucking basketball in his ass. Yeah, fucking
1: homeboy just rips out his intestines, and you're... St- starts chewing on them
0: while, like, giving this look up at the girl, and then just falls over. But, you know what? It's so good, though. Yeah. Oh, it's great. That imagery is fucking amazing. But you know what I like about that scene is uh, there's two things I like about it. One is it's not the fetus scene. And two, he pulls his own intestines out and almost starts eating them uh, by instinct. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know any better. He's like a mindless fucking killer. His whole goal is to eat human fucking flesh and guts and shit. And he, he doesn't even... It, you, you get this feeling like he doesn't even realize that they're his own. He just sees intestines and bites into them because that's his... That's his whole fucking being is just to eat. I don't, it's, which... Night the Living Dead, why are they eating people? That's Their whole motivation is fucking food. It's just food. And I like that because it's he's almost, like, confused, but then also is doing the only thing he knows that he's supposed to do, which is to fucking eat, and then he just dies doing that. It's like, I like that because it's, like, much more than just... The facial expression is... <laughs> sells the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You could just see a dude just like eat his intestines, fall forward, he's dead. But the look on his face and like the like confusion and then just, I'm going to do what, the only thing I know. you know. I love that shit. It's fucking the best way to end that movie. And it's definitely not on a high note. It's on not a depressing note because, you know.
1: <laughs> hey, there's no high fives given. There's no, no like,
0: uh, there's no rallying up the troops. No, not like at the end of Night of the Living Dead where they're all like, smashing six-packs and fucking taking (laughs) shooting shooting lessons on zombies and shit. But overall, man, I would have to say if you've never seen this movie, you have to watch it. And if you do, it's got to be the uncut.
1: Yeah, definitely find the uncut. At this point, it's so easy to find uncut. It's on
0: Tubi, and it's on YouTube. Yeah, Tubi, YouTube, maybe Shudder? I can't remember. Uh No, it's not on Shudder, but it is... But be forewarned that the YouTube one says that it's English with Greek subtitles, but it's Greek with Greek subtitles for some reason. (laughs) Unless you can find another one. The one I had was like it said EN slash Greek sub. So I'm like, oh, it's in English with Greek subtitles. And then uh, it was Greek with Greek subtitles. So someone fucked up. But Tubi, I believe, is good to go. And
1: also, you can find like either the Shriek Show DVD mm-hmm. really fucking cheap, or uh, Severin Blu-ray. Yep. It's definitely very easy to get at this point, and see, hundred percent worth it. I think I own like two copies of this, and I got like two copies of Absurd. Yeah, I got like an, I got the 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 Shriek Show DVD, which is actually pretty good. I've never bought the Severin one because I. I don't know, I didn't have a need for it. And then I got a old nineties bootleg VHS.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh nice. I have the Shriek Show two disc D V D and uh the VHS of Absurd. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I was pulling out my all my all of them that uh today or yesterday. I swore I had fucking the Monster Hunter big box. I guess I don't. I they made the, a big box for that? Monster Hunter? Yeah, Wizard big box. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, z- uh, the Zombie 6 version. And then I have a bootleg DVD that's like a composite. So it has like all, everything uncut. It has like all every scene. Mm.
0: Yeah, who put who put out that mon- Monster Hunter slip? The one I, this, under Zombie 6? Yeah. Uh,
1: fuck, I can't remember. I don't think it's Edie. I was going to say ED. that. I don't think it is, though. I don't though. think it's them. I can't remember who.
0: I can't remember offhand right now. Yeah, I. But the fucking artwork on the front is so misleading to like what. <laughs> the what fucking th- chick? Yeah, yeah, in know, like a fucking yeah. cemetery or some weird shit. Yeah, wearing like a black dress. Yeah, I'm like totally like eighties out. I had no idea it was absurd at first, but yeah. So yeah, Anthropophagus, man, amazing movie. Yeah, excellent movie. Uh, I'm glad I got to revisit this because it's been a long while since I watched it, like all the way through. Yeah, and uh, great cast. Some familiar faces in there from, like, Zombie, Cannibal Ferox. Oh, yeah. in Delirium. You've seen them around. So, check it out, man, if you haven't. And maybe one day we'll do Absurd.
1: Uh, Yeah, we will. Definitely.
0: Because I think that'll be a a good one. So, man, what have you been watching, dude? Oh, man. Uh, Let's see. Um...
1: So I watched a Spanish giallo called Trauma. Not to be confused with one of the other fucking five movies called that. Yeah, there's of There's there's so many fucking movies called Trauma. Yeah. Um, Watched The Killer Must Kill Again from '75. Uh, seven Murders for Scotland Yard came out in like, 72. It's not the greatest. It has an am- starts off with an amazing score. Like, the intro score is fucking sick, and then they, they only use it, like, one or two more times throughout the movie, mm. and the movie's just kind of like, eh. It's, like, basically a take on a Jack the Ripper story. Gotcha. Uh, and then uh, You'll Die at Midnight. Like, also know, I think it's also known as, like, Midnight Killer, which is a Umberto Bava movie from 86. Okay. It's pretty cool. Dug it. Um, I think I probably watched Day of the Dead one time in there as well. Watched that a lot. Been floating around. Yeah. Um, Friday the 13th Part 5. Excellent. And fucking f- Face Off.
0: I still have never seen that movie.
1: I haven't seen it since basically it came out and I watched it last night. And I was like, "Holy shit!" This I forgot how outlandish '90s action movies were. Oh
0: god, Con Air is like like worse
1: than that. Probably. This shit can never happen. Like this makes zero fucking sense. Yeah, <laughs> movies called Face Off, and they just swap faces, but somehow they also swap bodies.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> I've heard that it's a good movie, but like <laughs> fucking James Woo yeah. yeah. Yeah, like in the fucking heart of the '90s too. Like fuck <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I would imagine I'd get the same aesthetic from Face Off that I get from Con Air. I mean, it's just 90s as fuck. Like, when you watch Bloodsport, it's 80s as fuck. Yeah. But, like, Con Air is 90s as fuck. Or The Rock. The movie The Rock yeah. with Sean Connery. Like, you... It's a grunge thing. Uh, you, If that doesn't date the movie, you know, like... And not only that, but me being, like, really uh, into action movies the way I am. Like, there's the same motherfuckers are in Die Hard 2, The Rock, Con Air. You see the same, like, bad guys that just, you know, like, they just reoccur in all those movies. Almost like they had, like, the Endo from Lethal Weapons been in fucking oh, fuck like, Yeah, so how many, many you know, movies. like, uh, yeah, you know, it's like he just pops up in every fucking movie. But, yeah, you see the same guys, like. <laughs> Fuck. Killing me, man. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I've been watching. That's not a bad list, dude. Mm, Pledge Night. Alright. Yeah, dude. Uh, I've been listening to quite a bit of like thrash for the past two or three weeks, so I figured I'd do a little Joey Belladonna fucking coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I watched Pledge Night. Uh, because... Day of the Dead has been played on Pluto so many times for the past three or four months and I actually put it in myself recently more than once I went back and watched Dawn of the Dead because I'm like fuck okay I watched Dawn of the Dead 78 Uh, Slaughterhouse I popped that in the other day for for no apparent reason the first Puppet Master it's been so long Correct. Same here. I have like eight of them, and I and that's not even close to finishing out. Like, I think there was one that came out like two years ago. Yeah, they brought it back. It's like Axis of Evil. Or yeah, some Axis. Like that. Something Axis. Yeah, but I watched the first Puppet Master. I I got the the VHS. I have a lot of them, but yeah, uh, I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I got a.
1: So I think I have the VHS of it, and I think I got like at least. Two, two different DVD versions of it, and I think one of the DVDs I have, it's fucked up. (laughs) The movie gets to a certain point, and then it jumps back by, like, 30
0: minutes. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Dude, my Puppet Master 2 or 3 on VHS is unwatchable. Yeah. Yeah, Tony gave me, like, seven of them. Like, a stack of them. It was, like, one, three, four, six, like... It skipped a few, but like three is just. I think that one's like Tulon's Revenge. I think that's when they brought in the six shooter guy or something. I'm like, yeah, I remember that one being cool, and it's just like the you can't even adjust the tracking on it. But I have the uh, DVDs with multiples on the DVD or whatever, so I got them on that. But yeah, I watched the original though, and it it's it's still good, man. I okay.
1: I like those movies. I like I, I like the first one, but what bothers me, which is the same thing that bothers me with a lot of Full Moon, and just Band in general, is Charles Band's brother did a lot of the music for those movies, and his style is like whimsical carnival. I fucking hate the goddamn music. It's the same fucking type of shit. It's like it's the stuff in. Puppet Master, it's fucking, um, uh, the fucking, what's the hell, not Road Trip, um, the one with the wax, fucking, you know what I'm talking about, you know which movie I'm talking about, Tourist Trap,
0: Tourist Trap. Oh, Tourist Trap?
1: Yeah. The music in that is by fucking band, I can't fucking handle that goddamn music. A lot of weird fucking Whistles and cranks and fucking—I
0: don't know what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, I guess I never really. I guess it sounds like we're coming up Mayberry. Yeah, I never really. Uh,
1: you're right. That shit seriously takes me out. Like I, that's my only issue with. Well, a lot now of you full just fucking wrecked, like, wrecked the entire you fucking full, for you, full moon catalog. Because <laughs> now that's all I'm going to
0: hear. Uh, I yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that's. Uh, you're right, man. Not a fan of like the. Whimsical carnival, yeah that's that's seriously what it reminds me of. It's like man, well, that's the same concept in Halloween five when the fucking two oh, cops fuck. show up, dude, yeah
1: that that fucking music they play in the two cops is basically lifted from Taurus trap, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the same type of shit,
0: yeah like when they're walking it sounds like squeaky clown shoes <laughs> It's like, yeah yeah but no honestly though I'll, you're like a stick off a washing board like yeah like what the, what the fuck is going on so uh but no dude honestly that first puppet master is pretty fucking cool man actually i like the first two the best second one's great too and three They started. I I think. I think I started losing it around five or six, and they're still good. But I just remember they were on cable all the fucking time. Like
1: that's a franchise I've seen out of order, and most of the time it wasn't a movie I
0: put in. I just would catch them on Sci-Fi Channel. Would play them a lot. Yeah, but before that, it was like was it HBO or Showtime or the one one of those back in the day they played them all the fucking time. Yeah. well, you never knew which one it was unless you looked at the guide. And I always got confused because they would add, subtract, different... You had the main ones, but then you'd bring in, like, the drill-headed dude or, like, um, the the six-shooter guy and then the jester, the face-change guy. I mean, but whatever. When you're when I was a kid, they were all... It was cool, but now, like, I pick and choose. I'm like, this one's a little too corny or too over-the-top. But the first one's great. Do you think that was it? a... Is it Demonic Toys versus Puppet Master? I have that on VHS. I have not watched it. Gotta pop that bad boy in. <laughs> yeah, I seen it back in the day, and I and I've had that VHS for like six years, and I've never put it in. I have Demonic Toys, and then I have Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys, and I'm like, do I want to do I want to go down that fucking trail? <laughs> Maybe I'll pop it in one of these days. But um, dude, have you ever watched Dolls?
1: Yeah, Dolls is great. That movie's fucking great. That's actually I watched that one recently for the first time in a while. That used to be like a running like line a while ago i think between me and my ex was like the
0: british punk chick like you got
1: the anti the Antique's. you know oh, the, the Antique's. yeah
0: the Antique's, yeah you Dolls know is the
1: antiques
0: mm-hmm. um pluto's doing like friday the 13th 5 through 8 yeah they've been obsessing about that shit. for the pa- and i and i happened upon it on accident like a week ago and i just every once in a while like pop it on and it's 5 through 8. Or I'll come home from work and 7 will be on. So I've been watching those. Yeah, before I went to bed, that's like last night, that's when I watched
1: 5. And then 6 started. And as I was telling you this, came in the realization that 6 annoys the fuck out of me now. And honestly, it's not the whole movie. But it's... It, honestly, it's it's not just the two cops. It's also a little bit of fucking Tommy Jarvis. But you see so much you you see the worst of Tommy Jarvis and the fucking cops so much within the first twenty minutes of that movie that it's enough to just I was I just turned it off and went to bed. I'm like, these guys are fucking annoying. The the deputy's whiny, the dad's whiny, the sheriff, fucking the stupid one liners, like who the fuck wrote this script for these the lines just it's like very much a Yeah. I'm writing this line for a cop. This is exactly what a cop would say. This is a smooth one-liner. Like, no, it's a, it's very much a stage.
0: Like, it doesn't sound natural. No. Uh, like, oh, my God. I will give you an example. This was not rehearsed at all. We don't actually just, it needs to be known. Nothing is rehearsed.
1: No. Are you talking about us? Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, none of this is... No.
0: We write notes down, but it's not... We don't go Honestly, over I, anything before we hit record. The
1: notes and, I write down are just things that I just... I want to make sure, like, I don't forget to say something I wanted to bring up. That's... Or I don't want to blank on a name. So I make sure I write it down. So if I do, because I have a tendency of doing that, I can look down and see it. So, yeah, we have no, we're we not staging anything here. No, nothing. So is, I don't even know what the
0: fuck you're about to say. Now I'm kind of interested. I just want just to wanna say I've seen that... I've seen six so many times that I know it word for word. And uh, some of those lines are fire. I don't and I any. can't stand the sheriff or the deputy. But man, when he's like, the sign says you are now leaving forest green. Don't forget to buckle up. You are damn lucky kid for all the grief you've given me. You should be leaving wearing your balls as earrings. That's fucking fire, dude. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says, man. Like, and then uh Man, he sure wants us to believe his story. Well, he picked a hell of a day to pull this prank. What are we talking about? Happy Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> Looks like he did him in using Jason's old MO. <laughs> All right, Flash, into the cage. You no, know, see, can't handle that shit, man. I fucking can't I, handle it. The he stupid can't come to the phone. He's in the can draining his lizard. Can I take a message? <laughs> <laughs> you are forgetting, little Megan. I am the adult, and you are the child. Yeah, I've seen it fucking way too much. Uh, but yeah, I, I can see where that can be a bit trying. But that was my favorite when I was a kid until I got Dude, older. I like, see uh,
1: people make lists all the time in groups I'm like part of, and that ranks up there for people. They put that movie like above the first two.
0: Yeah. Which is mind-blowing to me. Well, I told you what my theory on that was. That movie yeah, has did. more on-screen Jason time. The only one that comes close is Manhattan. You see Jason more in, you know... When you get to Halloween 4 and 5, there's so much on-screen Michael Myers. There's no POV. It's You're seeing the mask. You're seeing the mask. You're seeing the mask. Yeah. To some people, that means something. To me, I, I always like the whole bay of blood looking through the eyes of a killer, the first Friday the 13th. And then the reveal at the end. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I think six ranks high up there. And Um, I like six, but it's not nowhere near four or two. Dude, honestly, six has
1: some good shit, but it's just anything with almost almost all the scenes with Tommy and the fucking absolutely all the scenes with the cops. Oh yeah. They're horrible. I've always had like it's such like nails on a chalkboard when I was
0: watching it last night. I'm like Fuck, man. Yeah. I can't handle these guys. Yeah. Not to fucking keep doing the Friday the 13th thing, but in that movie, I think that movie would have been way sweeter if they wouldn't have fucking. Ed- same thing with New Blood.
1: Oh, edited all the shit? Yeah. Well,
0: dude, the breaking, the bending the fucking sheriff backwards and breaking. Yeah. They cut it from like 30 frames to two. Oh, yeah, they did because that. Because the and- sounds of the bones breaking that were in there just was unnerving to like people that were like uh watching the screening of it and then the triple d cap that wasn't they put they one guy said he was so disappointed that they didn't tell him until he sat down for the screening and just before that scene hit all the work he put in there like oh yeah they tapped him on the shoulder and by the way they cut out the the triple d cap and he said, what? And he turned around and it cut every frame out. So you didn't actually see all the special effect makeup. Yeah. That he put he into. Like, that's never. He wanted to do the equivalent of the Three Stooges fucking Mo slap across three faces with a fucking machete across three necks. And he's like, dude, I busted my ass to make that look fucking. He's like, what hasn't been done in these movies? A triple D cap. I'm going to nail this shit. And they cut it out. It's like, fuck you, man. Really? Because someone, you know. Oh, that's too much for... Yeah, whatever, man, but... I've said this before, and I'll say it again.
1: He should have killed the kids. <laughs> yeah. They should have took this franchise to a whole nother level, dude. He should have yeah. just... Find, they should have walked into that cabin, and they should have just
0: been slaughtered fucking children. Yeah, like, like... Sleepaway Camp, when they find all the fucking butchered sleeping bags. Yeah. But it's the cabin. Like... When the sheriff walks in and the whole cabin's painted red from the counselors, make that be the kids' cabin. (laughs) It's just arms and (laughs) fingers and toes everywhere. Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck, yeah. But yeah, so uh, 5 through 8's been on Pluto, and uh, the last thing was the movies that made us that new season. Yeah. I watched the Halloween one. So much shit in there, I didn't know about it. Friday the 13th one, I knew everything they were going to say about it, but I watched it anyway, and then The Nightmare on Elm Street, there was a few things I didn't know, but I pretty much, but the Halloween one surprised me, there was a lot of shit about that movie I didn't know about, so kudos to them on bringing some new shit to light, because that movie is pretty important to me, it's like an essential movie, because of how much I love slashers and that kind of kickstarted the whole thing, and fuck man, and then for the budget and just how well that movie was made so it's classic yeah that's all i've been watching no man uh you would have been jamming dude uh i only wrote down one band yeah make it count dude
1: uh, so they're called stinker but it's like 90s crust like dis disrupt worship okay and they nail it um from la um pretty sure it's members of Haggis I think it's like one member of Haggis at least in this band okay crushing if you like fucking crust if you if you like disrupt you'll love these guys
0: fuck yeah they
1: have I think they started earlier this year and they've already got put put out two releases they put out their demo and then uh, last month they just put on EP
0: okay oh so they're still active
1: yeah they're brand new they're a new band
0: but they sound like 90s yeah. crust. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, fuck, dude. One of the guys from Haggis. Dude, you know what's weird is, like, on Instagram, I keep getting these, uh, if you were showing you this because you liked... It's the but the dude from Disclose, like, has a fucking... It keeps popping up, dude. And it's, like... his what? His IG. Just, like, pictures of, like, live sets of, like, uh sword wielder he posted the other day it's like what dude from disclose cuz the singer from disclose know. is dead i don't know it's one of the guys from disclose or it's a, it's, a, it's a, like a japanese guy and he's like posting pics old old fucking f- live photos of disclose and like uh so he did a sword, sword wielder thing and then uh he posted a picture of the singer with the fucking uh plays guitar and sings correct yeah kalkami yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, there was a picture of him the other day. Or maybe he's in a different band. He's just posting a shit ton of Disclose. I just thought it was one of the guys from Disclose. Well, I
1: mean, uh, that whole scene, um, kind of like members kind of were in a bunch of different bands. So, I mean, it might have been somebody who was associated with that scene. Took a bunch of pictures, maybe at one point played in Disclose, also played in, like, Gloom and whatever. Like, a lot of those bands had, like, members played in all these bands and... That fucking scene is just fucking wild. Man. Yeah, he
0: posted a picture of early eighties discharge too. Like them just walking in the street. I think it was like a band photo or just an impromptu photo. Yeah. Black and white. Like a Polaroid and shit. I don't know. It just keeps popping up, dude. But oh, yeah. shit's always fucking cool, man. Um yeah. so yeah, that's uh I just wanted to plug that in there. But I've been jamming uh Quite a bit of shit, but I'm just going to name them off. I'm not going to go into any explanations. But, dude, you have to check out Spring Break. You sent me the one track. What would you think of it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, to me, it's it's, kind of like that. It almost was like that issue I have with a lot of crossover, where it's just like, well, the guitars were a little bit quicker, but the drums were slow. Something about it was just sit and sit right with me, oh, it just good. felt like kind of like middle of the road, like
0: all right, okay, yeah, I know I got you. I just they they have very limited shit they did the I found them the split they did with cross examination yeah. I think it was o seven The only thing they had before that was a demo and an e p called Altars of Radness, and these dudes are all about just partying and drinking beer and shit. And uh, the split with cross examination is called like Super Party Bros, yeah. something, super killer. Um, they're from L.A. They were short lived, and maybe three three years they were a band or something. But uh, Exhumed Anatomy is Destiny. They just played here like three nights ago, and I admit, I didn't see it, and I'm bummed out. But uh, Razor, the Evil Invaders uh, album before Violent Restitution is fucking amazing electric wizard we live uh sleep jerusalem parts four through six or if you look up there it'd be dope smokers started at 36 minutes and 30 seconds (laughs) uh cancer yeah to the gory end early 90s fucking thrashy death metal stuff in the Mm -hmm. vein of like a pestilence or a benediction fucking yeah. Man. Uh, obituary World Demise, man. I haven't heard that record in so fucking long. I always sleep on that one. Cross examination, Menace to sobriety. Uh Cannibal Corpse Bloodthirst. It's some corpse grinder era. Mortician, the zombie apocalypse EP. Okay. Which they just lump in with hacked up for barbecue usually. Yeah. But I just listened to that EP by itself and then uh Bong Ripper's been stirring, dude. <laughs> They've been posting a lot lately. I'm like, is something happening? Did they break up? Did someone die? No, they're putting out a new record. Even better. So uh, I went back and listened to Miserable, and uh, that's it, man. That's what I've been jamming. Dude, I remember when Miserable
1: was first coming out, and it starts with a lot of fucking noise. Yeah. A lot of, like, static. Yeah. And there were people, like, commenting, like, so concerned and worried that they were becoming a harsh noise project.
0: Yeah. like they were
1: so seriously concerned like should i buy i don't want to waste my money on this if it's just going to be harsh noise with some with some tracks in there like i uh, like
0: well, they were give like give it the give it God the 11 damn, minutes before the guitars kick in fucker <laughs> no that's the funny thing is like i remember that i remember you telling me that because that they they released the first track from that as the track that to promote the when it was it just coming starts out off like... yeah yeah And then you get a, like a rumble of a guitar, but it takes forever to get there. And the funny part of the song is called Endless. And that's basically the best way to describe how long it takes to get the fucker started. And then uh, the, the last song, there's only three songs on that album. It's over an hour long, and the last song is 34 minutes long. And the dude, they asked him a bunch of questions on IG and he's like, they're like, what's the hardest song to play live? He's like, the last one on Miserable, it's 30 seconds long. And it's not that we play intricate music or difficult music, it's easy, but there's so many parts and it's so long. Did you say 30 seconds long? (laughs) No, 30 minutes, I'm sorry, 34 (laughs) minutes long, yeah. And he's like, dude, to remember every section of every part and pull it off live, we've seen them play that live in Mm. Chicago and it's agony. it takes forever to get from one bridge to the next but dude and then there's so much noise and it's so disorienting but worth it and killer so dude I remember
1: when Abe Lincoln tried writing a song shouldn't say try we did write it and it was going to be seriously like a five minute song it was basically like super crushing PV but we never played it live, and we never recorded it, because in practicing it, we'd get to a point where one of us would just stop paying attention and we'd always fuck it up, and we yeah. just scrapped it. That's like an
0: epic for you guys.
1: I know. Like an epic. It was basically a fucking a crushing doom song They're just instrumental up until like the last like 30 seconds went into a straight like our style
0: PV song. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but you know, the with that last song that on uh, Unforgivable, the Weekend Nachos, it was like that. Yeah, like that whole fucking album's blazing, but that last track is feedback for like two minutes and then he just yells something and it's that same crushing riff and it's like a four or five minute song and then they fade out with the same riff playing Mm -hmm. and dude honestly if no one told you it was it was weekend nachos if no one told you it was a pv band you just heard that track it's right up there like along the lines of like a fister or like a bong riff like it's just a crushing heavy fucking riff over and over again but that was when they first started changing into like from their older, yeah yeah. from like the torture ep and like punish and destroy then they went into that but like man that fucking last track is so fucking crushing it's it's good but like i cut i kind of i remember you saying something about the abe lincoln doing that and i'm like do it don't threaten me with a good time like
1: we had it we had it written out we just (laughs) i don't have the point of me bringing that up was like dude i I couldn't do a. I couldn't. I don't have the attention span to do a five minute song, having to remember changes yeah. and shit. Like a thirty fucking four minute mm. like <laughs> playing that slow. Like nope, can't do it. Yeah. You brought a. You brought the point up before. Where you're like, I think you can only play fast. And <laughs> it's kind of like, because yeah. there's that much more to. I don't got to pay attention to shit. I don't got to be like, oh fuck. It's like it's just everything's so quick and changes come so fast. I don't have time to just fucking get lost in my thoughts. You yeah. just get like in this repetitive mindset of I just keep playing this over and over and then oh boy, fuck I forgot where I was supposed to change
0: over yeah to. the one thing that helps us with that is cannabis intake uh yeah. however you decide to intake cannabis They usually uh, inject one weed a day yeah one weeds it's funny though our friend Zach in shit life he can't play slow he can't I mean he he can but it's it's hard for him. To play slow music. He's tried. I remember he did the Abigail Williams album. Yeah. Those weird off single pedal blasts, black metal blasts, and he was like fucking he's kind of struggling. He nailed it, album rules. But he had to do a couple takes and he's like, listen guys, this is not This is <laughs> outside my wheelhouse. Yeah, listen listen to like miasma. <laughs> <laughs> then listen to that and he's like, uh, we're gonna yeah yeah so I mean he can't he can't really play slow man or if he if he does it can't he can't keep like for a minute then he's gotta come back so dude, I remember always seeing Zach doing
1: like mainly when I would see Zach drum was for shit life, yeah, which is stunning, but I think I was hanging out in the loft once and gut rock practiced, I think, yeah, or he did a different band United that, that's when I realized his fucking skill level. Like, it's not just... He he can blast like a motherfucker and throw in, like... like he can grind drum and oh. crazy kicks and blasts and rolls and shit and fills. I saw him play that stuff and I'm like... I was sitting kind of by where I could... I was on the couch and I could kind of see him kick his kit. And
0: I'm like, what the fuck did he just do? Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's silly. It is.
1: That's like... Put me in a hole. I was like... What the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, what is he doing? I just confused me like what did he just do
0: like his his kicks are fucking ignorant
1: yeah just it shit was like so like intricate and crazy he was doing like weird time signature changes like this weird fucking fills like, like oh my like he throws what? in
0: like the symbol the stalls with the kicks in the fills at the same si- like you're stop it like he's he's one of my alt like favorite drummers. And I know I'm being biased cause he's like my friend and I grew up with him, but dude, I got to see the evolution of what he's become and just the whole he folks, he put the fucking work in. I used to stay at his house and it was party time. Excellent. And he's just like drum pad sticks. It's two in the morning with fucking like weights on his, on his ankles. And I'm just Why are you telling me that. Yeah, I mean, every day, every day, every day, every day, like, And the next thing you know, dude, like, you know, you see and you're like, well, it paid off because he's fucking, he's not even human. Like, he's really good, man. But in in contrasting styles, Gut Rot was like brutal death metal and then shit life's like thrashy grind stuff. And then he did the black metal stuff with Abigail and like mutilated was like kind of a cannibal corpse, maybe like a deicide, kind of just a standard death metal killer. Nailed it. He's fucking sick drummer, dude. Yeah. But, yeah, man, fucking, but he can't play slow for too long. <laughs> I think Shit Life has that one song on uh, Rain and Bud. It's called, like, Smoke Break, mm-hmm. where they just play that slow thing, and then it's like, <laughs> like, it only lasts for, like, a fucking, maybe, like, 15 seconds, and I was like, oh, that's crushing, and then it's gone. It like, ah, oh, bring that back. So, yeah, but you know their motto, fuck that slow shit. <laughs> So yeah man, uh you got anything else, bud? Oh man, uh I don't know. I got I don't I got nothing, I don't think. Drink your Ovaltine. That's some, all I got. Got some got some purple stuff, got some sunny <laughs> D. <laughs> yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna uh, probably wrap this up, man. Oh, sweet
1: purple stuff.
0: Yeah. What what what, what was it, Dave Ship? what if I want the fucking purple stuff? Did anyone ever question that? Like you just skip past that to the sunny D? I What the fuck? Give me the purple stuff. (laughs) (coughs) I haven't had Sunny D in so long. I finally had it
1: again. I'm like, this is not that fucking good. I don't even know what the hell it is. That's because you're not fucking with the California style. It's weird-ass fucking, like, orange juice mixed with something. I don't know what it is. Something's off with
0: that. Yeah, I only did California style. I just know the bottle. It just has that weird shape. Well, the big ones with the handle, we used to tie shoestrings around the handle, put it around our neck with, like... a. Gallon of five o'clock vodka mixed with Sunny D and ride around on skateboards not knowing what the fuck we were doing. Sunny D's to orange juice, what you is to fucking chocolate milk. Correct. Chocolate water, orange water. It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> yeah, Sunny D's a glorified tang. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. And Yoohoo's chocolate water and it's fucking delicious. I don't give a fuck. I love Yoohoo. But only out of the glass bottle, okay. I don't like it out of those, uh,. Juice boxes. Tastes really like juice boxes yeah it's like all that shit soaks into the cardboard and it doesn't taste as good you need it in the glass bottle dude but, <laughs> but anyway <laughs> all right man yeah anthropophagus 1980 fucking do it up absolutely we will see you guys next time all right see ya. peace